And welcome back, everybody. We've got another great show today on the Dynamic Duo podcast. Uh, we have Denise Schneider uh, from Doctors of Physical Therapy. And we're going to talk about uh, headaches and, and how she uh, treats them and some of the things that she looks at uh, in regards to them. So, Denise, um, welcome to the show. Uh, why don't you give us a little bit of background as far as kind of your training and where you're, where you're located at? Okay, um, I am located in Lyle, so um, Lyle, Illinois, for doctors of physical therapy, as you said, I've been a physical therapist working in outpatient orthopedics since the 90s. Um, I do have a bit of a background. I'm a certified manual therapist, so I'm trained in specialized treatment techniques that are designed to mobilize joints, muscles, nerves, with the main goal of promoting healing and restoring function. Um, After that, I completed a fellowship in clinical diagnostics and orthopedic manual therapy. So basically, it's just furthering skills, um, developing advanced skills in manual therapy and processes used in clinical diagnosis and management of musculoskeletal disorders. And then most recently, I completed a therapeutic pain specialist certification. So this is geared towards most pain conditions, but mostly um, patients that suffer from persistent pain. So there's definitely different techniques used on chronic pain patients. And um, throughout the years, I've looked at a lot of research, studied, taken courses in other areas of interest, including spine, vestibular, and complex patient cases. Wow, that is very, very deep. That's awesome. Um, uh, we're so happy to have you here for that, those reasons. And um, with all that being said, one of the other things we want to talk about is um, headaches. And that is a kind of a specialty of what you have. And uh, we're curious as to what interested you in um, you know, pursuing the, the headaches, because that can be somewhat of a, uh, a broad um, symptom and, and sometimes hard to, to lay down. So the fact that you're doing that is, is awesome and I think challenging and probably fun. Uh, but what, what interested you in, in pursuing that? So what interested me was the manual training, manual therapy training that I did. I started to use that, those techniques on patients with cervical spine neck pain. And these patients also had headaches as well. And these were often patients that had been to different therapists for their spine pain and also reported headaches kind of like a side symptom thinking it may not get better and I started seeing more patients that did get better with these manual therapy techniques so I thought there was something to that not only we we can treat their neck pain but also alleviate these headaches that they were having that they just thought were normal or maybe were brushed off by other um, providers or just hadn't taken a closer look at these um, headaches so I started networking with physicians talking about this and word got out, so I started seeing patients with different types of headaches that I didn't necessarily have training in. So I started to look into the different types of common headaches and what else I can do as a physical therapist to treat those headaches. And also from a differential uh, diagnosis standpoint, too, if I'm treating neck pain headaches, I also need to be able to know what's appropriate for therapy and what types of headaches are different from the neck pain type of headaches. Um, Other things, too, that I found while treating headache patients were these patients um, had fallen through the cracks. They'd been seen by multiple healthcare uh, providers. They thought headaches were normal. Um, And basically, they just weren't getting the treatment or not being looked at in a way that I thought they could be looked at and could be helped. Um, And 
I just felt like they were undertreated, underserved, and I've realized that PT and other healthcare providers can make a huge difference with these patients and really affect their quality of life and function. So just became a huge passion of mine to treat these people. And I'm sure, like you said, if they've had headaches for a long time, they just kind of feel like, oh, I'll just have to deal with it. I'll just have to live with that. So um, I'm sure they're very relieved when they find some someone like yourself that can, can help them with the symptoms. Um, how common would you say are headaches with, pa- so with patients? Headaches are extremely common. I feel like either everybody has a headache or has had a headache or has known somebody with a headache. Um, and um, headaches affect actually 47% of the global population. So that's huge. Yes. It's, it's just like amazing. I feel like it's an epidemic. It's um, the 14th most, most frequent reason for a primary care doctor visit. And I found a statistic actually every 10 seconds, somebody goes to the ER with complaints of a headache. So it's pretty huge. Wow. Would you, now, does this have to be headaches that are chronic, where they have them every day, or could this be patients that have headaches maybe once or twice a month, or how do you yes. have kind of a frequency? This, it depends on the type of headache that the patient has. So, for example, a person with um, a cervicogenic headache, neck pain headache that we see typically in physical therapy, their headaches are linked more to movement, postures, and positions, whereas a migraine headache, those can come on um, with a lot of different types of external or internal insults, and those can last four to 72 hours, versus some devastating headaches, cluster headaches, which we don't treat in physical therapy, but those occur in clusters um, throughout the throughout the week, possibly month, and those um, are very complicated and difficult to treat. So it really depends on the type of headache the patient has. Okay, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, what are some of the common tests that you administer in your evaluation? So what are the things that you're looking for? What is maybe just a, give us a little snapshot of the procedure that you, you go through? Sure. So the common types of headache that are actually seen in physical therapy are the cervicogenic neck pain headaches, tension type headache, and migraine. So with these patients, due to signs and symptoms that they may have, such as soft tissue tightness, postural issues, certain types of flexibility issues and weaknesses, um, our physical therapy exam will be tailored towards those deficits. Um, Before we even do our exam, though, there's a bunch of important questions that we ask to determine what kind of headache they have, since different types of headaches have different types of characteristics. Um, But typically, we perform a musculoskeletal exam, so that will begin with taking a look at their posture to see if they have any deviations or deficits that may contribute to um, weaknesses, uh, trigger points, and flexibility issues. Then we also test the strength of deep cervical muscles that may affect their headaches. Um, Patients with the cervicogenic and tension type headaches tend to have weak uh, cervical flexor muscles. So this is something we test and we address in in therapy if they do have deficits there. Um, A big thing too is testing for myofascial trigger points in certain muscles of the head and neck. If If a patient has these myofascial trigger points, they may reproduce their headache symptoms. So it can reproduce any of those three types of headaches. Um, We also check cervical joint mobility. If there's a limitation in in a motion segment, that may affect or exacerbate headaches. Um, Range of motion, 
And those are the common things that we check along with everything that we check with patients, such as strengthening, um, neurological tests, reflexes, and those types of things. How long would you say that evaluation lasts? Is it over several days or is it one day or is it all kind of in, uh, you know, in one sitting? So the test that we do, we set an hour aside for an examination and that includes our questioning and our objective exam. So it should take place all within an hour. Um, it's covering a lot of ground. That's pretty cool. <laughs> it's covering a lot of ground. So I always t tell the patient up front, I'm going to ask you a ton of questions. Mm -hmm. And it, it's really comprehensive, but it's really cool because by the end of it, um, it's just amazing the information we can find and what we can tell the patient that we can help them with. Do you find that the patient maybe gets a headache kind of while you're doing some of the testing or just some of the things that you're looking yes. at trigger um, symptoms? Definitely. So um, the tests that we do say, for example, if it's um, soft tissue that they're having an issue with and they have trigger points, when we do our trigger point assessment, it may reproduce their headaches. But I tell them that's okay because we know the origin of where their symptoms are coming from. So that's going to give us great information to be able to treat them and get them better. Yeah, kind of gives you the direction as far as the treatment plan. Yes. Are there any symptoms of a headache that you know, maybe require immediate action. Like if somebody calls and said, you know, I've, I've had this pounding headache for, you know, a, a day or two or whatever it may be, was that something that you would say, all right, we need to, to act immediately? Yes. So in the headache world, there are specific um, symptoms that require immediate attention that we call red flag symptoms. So there's uh, various things like a sudden severe onset headache with no specific onset um, or say if the patient already has headaches, if there's a change in their regular headache, a change in pattern, a change in intensity. Definitely if the headache's associated with other symptoms like a fever, rash, systemic illness, or cancer. Also neurological signs if they start to have motor weakness um, or difficulty talking, concentrating. If they have sudden onset of weakness, loss of balance, um, those are a lot of the main red flags. And typically, if a patient is coming to therapy um, by their physician's referral, these are already ruled out, but we always ask about these just to double-check when the patient comes into the clinic. Yeah, it seems like sometimes the patients don't always share, you know, everything in, in some of the visits when they, they should, and, yeah, they think of it later, or, yeah, they tell you later. That's completely what we see in the clinic, too, so that's why we always pound them with questions. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving forward with uh, the treatment plan and like the individual you know, protocol that you use, I know you're trying to remember all the things you check. So you check posture, strength, if there's any trigger points or mobility, uh, range of motion. So I'm guessing depending on where the, the weakness is or where you kind of find uh, the area that can be improved, then that would direct your treatment moving forward. Does that sound right? Exactly. And that's why it's so individualized with the patient because not everybody is the same. People vary greatly. So it's really specific to those deficits that they have. Okay. What are some of the, the methods or strategies that you use when you're, you know, in treatment? Is it a lot of, you know, physical moving or is it more of, um, you know, you're working on um, trying to relax muscles or, you know, improve uh, flexibility? Or is there a lot of things that you have, you know, the patient do at home when you're not with them? 
Yes. So the treatment is really comprehensive. We always want to give patients something that they can do to help themselves at home. And it's highly um, dependent on what type of headache they have. So for example, if they have a cervicogenic neck pain headache, those I, I would say are easier to treat and they get better um, mostly with the physical therapy interventions. So we give them exercises, postural exercises to work on at home, range of motion exercises to work on at home. And pretty simple things like that, including stretching, um, if they're working on a computer, making sure they're ergonomically set up, versus a migraine, which is very complex. And these patients tend not to move, they're afraid to move. So our goal with them up front is getting them active and moving in a way that doesn't increase the irritability of their symptoms. So we use a lot of pacing and activity modification, um, relaxation versus somebody with a cervicogenic or tension type headache where we say, sure, go ahead, do your daily activities, function, no problem. A migraine is completely different. So day one of a migraine patient, if they're appropriate for physical therapy, I might just send them home with some simple breathing exercises and a walking program, depending on their level of function. What would be, um, I know, I'm sure it varies, but kind of a typical duration of treatment? So the duration of treatment um, as far as in the PT clinic? Yeah. How long do you typically see those patients or do you see them back once you finish? Kind of what's the, the long-term plan? I'm sure, yeah, it varies on the, the you know, where the headache is coming from. But I mean, so maybe some within, you know, a couple of months you can get things taken care of or are there others that, you know, maybe long-term that's kind of a, a chronic management Yes, so the cervicogenic neck pain headaches and the tension type headaches resolve. We usually tell the patients and we're confident that they will almost completely resolve with physical therapy in addition to maybe a few other interventions by other healthcare providers. Whereas the migraine, it's a, definitely an ongoing thing. And I tell these patients that we can definitely affect their symptoms, but it's hard to say how much. And I never say that they will be 100% cured because it's an ongoing chronic type of thing. So for the first two types of headaches, typically in physical therapy, we schedule two to three times a week for up to a month. And at that time, they should have pretty good symptom resolution or working towards it. Whereas a migraine, depending on irritability of symptoms, they may only come to physical therapy one time a week or two times a week, and then we spread it out. They may come for a few months. And also, these patients are being seen by a lot of different healthcare providers, typically, so physical therapy is just one small part of it. So they're busy with other doctor's appointments all week long, so that's another reason why they're just seen mostly one to two times in the clinic. That's so great, though. Do you have an answer for, for some sort of headaches or something, one of the types, just because, you know, it's not fun to take aspirin and deal with it all the time. So the fact that they can come to you and within, within a month, essentially, a couple times a week, that is, that is awesome. Do you, um, I know you mentioned a couple types of headaches. Is, do you ever see patients that have multiple types of headaches, or is it usually always just one specific kind of area? That's a great question because it would be great if everybody fit into one category, category perfectly, but that's not the case. So people do have overlapping headaches. So it's important to tease out um, what is causing most of their symptoms or what their regular headache is. Um, we also do see patients that have headaches that come from problems with the TMJ and other issues that aren't more commonly seen in physical therapy, but definitely a lot of headaches can be overlapping. Sure. So, 
Yes. Okay. Is there a, I guess, you know, occupation or gender or age um, or, you know, patient population is most prone to suffering headaches? Yes. So generally, females are more susceptible than males with the three common types of headache. Um, and then also, from what I've seen in um, as far as the cervicogenic headache, tension type headache, occupations that include a lot of computer work, prolonged postures or positions, um, or repetitious positions such as like factory workers or electricians who have to hold their arms above their head. Also, people that have stressful jobs hold their bodies in a certain way that may exacerbate their headache. Um, we do see athletes that have headaches after having trauma or injury, even people after car accidents. That's a big category where we see, treat patients with headaches after those types of injuries. Would you say most of the patients you see have headaches because of an injury, or is it more just kind of a natural uh, occurrence, I guess? I, I see a big mix of everything. Okay. So I see patients that report headaches and they can't attribute it to anything. And then it either ends up to be something postural related, stress related, that's making the body move in a certain way or cause certain dis- dysfunctions in the body. And then again, car accidents, um, falls, athletes, concussion injuries. So it's a pretty big mix. Okay. I know you'd mentioned when you see patients with headaches that uh, they're seeing other professionals. I would imagine their primary care physician and maybe a, a few others. But what are some of the common uh, other professionals, healthcare professionals that a patient sees as you, or that, or other healthcare professionals that you collaborate with? So the, commonly, it's the primary care doctor, uh, the orthopedic doctor, ENTs. Patients go to the ENT with complaints of what they think might be a sinus headache, and it turns out to be a tension type headache. Physiatrists. Um, I've also seen patients from, uh, let's see, neurologists. So really across the board, a lot of different types of healthcare providers. And what I want to get into is collaborating with a dietitian or nutritionist. I haven't found one yet, but I think that's really important because for the migraine patient, they have a lot of different triggers, including diet, sleep issues. Um, So... I like to recommend um, that they get their diet looked at if that's something that's affecting them, but that's outside of my scope of practice. So that's why it's really important that we uh, collaborate with different healthcare providers because we all have our certain expertise. Yeah, for sure. We're all just pieces to the puzzle, as I say, and it's so hard to know everything. I mean, you just can't. So yeah, collaboration is key. And you know, Lindsay and I have been really uh, interested a lot in nutrition and just how what you eat and, and how your body processes things can affect so much. And, you know, your brain and your mind are almost, I mean, two brains in itself. So it's, it's uh, yeah, it's, it's been very eye-opening, even some of the things we've learned. And just what food is considered food nowadays is, is quite That's, interesting. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. And it's sad. It's the stuff that somewhat tastes good and... and um, isn't good for you is so easily accessible. I mean, it's just everywhere, but it's, it's, you're constantly fighting an uphill battle to eat, eat well. Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I talk about this every, at least every day to one patient or another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you say um, the patients that you see, um, do they typically all respond? I know you said you certainly don't promise that headaches will completely go away, but do you find that most of them have a decrease in symptoms? Or are there any patients that... Um, you have trouble kind of finding what's maybe the cause of their headaches? 
Yes. I found the patients with the cervicogenic intention type headache usually respond really well. Even if their symptoms aren't fully resolved, they do get symptom resolution. Uh, it's the migraine patients that have the ones that have a lot of various comorbidities are extremely difficult because there's just so much that can exacerbate their headache. Um, so those, I may not see as good results. And even the patients that are higher level function migraine patients, the ones that I think may get good results. Um, for example, I saw a woman in her 20s who was very active and she came to therapy a couple times, was progressively getting worse. So I referred her back to her neurologist and we stopped therapy. It just was not helping for her. So it does not help with everybody. And that's another reason why it's so good to have a network of healthcare providers to bounce ideas off of. So um, it's, you can kind of tailor it if you're not seeing changes right away, you can refer back. But um, if you are, seem to be finding something that is helping, you'll notice symptom, or that the, their symptoms decrease pretty early on. Yes, yes. Um, and then one big thing that I did find that even if the treatment doesn't help with their symptom resolution, we provide a lot of patient education. So they usually hear something that they have not heard before, which is extremely beneficial to them in their healing process. Even if it does, doesn't um, equate to symptom resolution, they're usually thankful for that, for the extra education. For example, like the migraine patients, I always ask them about their diet, their sleep cycle, and things to that nature that they haven't been asked before. So I feel like any information that may help them will benefit them, even if it doesn't equate to the symptom resolution. Yeah, I feel like sometimes patients, patients just appreciate the time, just spending listening to their symptoms, trying to help them sort through it, because usually they're overwhelmed, I'm sure, with you know hearing all kinds of different definitely. ideas, different perspectives. So just the, the education portion is definitely very important. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say are maybe some common misconceptions about headaches? That's a great question because there are many. The biggest thing that I see is that it seems like people think that all headaches are migraine headaches. Mm. And the problem with this is then the patients do not get appropriate treatment because they're treated for a migraine and then they don't get better. And then it snowballs. They go, they bounce around to healthcare providers and try different things geared towards migraine. Um, and then I get them when they, they've gone through a bunch of different healthcare providers falling through the cracks and they think they're crazy. So I do get a great amount of patients that come to me saying that they've tried multiple interventions and they feel like they think they're crazy and their healthcare providers think they're crazy and they're just not sure what to do. So um, that's a very big common misconception is that all headaches are migraines. The other thing is um, that patients think it's normal. So they just come in and they say, well, it's normal. I'm not sure why my doctor wants me to come here and and that they have to live with it. So that's a huge misconception because there are definitely a lot of things that people can do to help with their headaches. Um, and then just a couple other things is um, another misconception is that there's one cure-all for headaches, which is not true as we've talked about um, during this during about these 20 minutes is that headaches need comprehensive care from multiple healthcare providers. So there's not just one um, magic pill, magic medication, or one treatment intervention that may cure a headache. Um, and then lastly, um, I feel like that people feel like they should not be active and should not exercise when they have headaches. And that's a completely a misconception. 
Yeah, that's a good one. I kind of thought that too. <laughs> what are some resources for professionals and even patients looking for information? You know what? I'm guilty of this too. You just go on and Google online. There's obviously a lot of, of good things and there's not so good things, but what would you say is maybe a couple of reliable sources that somebody could go to? I would say definitely the top resource is the National Headache Foundation. So um, their website is www.headaches.org. And I've networked with them a lot about getting the word out on physical therapy for headaches. But their site offers an extreme amount of information for healthcare professionals and for patients. It's amazing. They offer um, information on all the different types of headaches. They have a headache diary a sleep diary, they talk about nutrition, they have um, a Headwise magazine which has great articles, they have podcasts, so it's amazing the information they have. Um, they also have events and they are significantly dedicated towards um, gaining awareness on headaches. So I, I really think that they do such a great job. Did you There's, repeat that website one more time? Yes, it's www.headaches.org. Oh, okay. And it's very user-friendly. Yeah, very, very um, easy to remember. It's user-friendly, and it's great for healthcare professionals and for just the lay, uh, lay person, the patient. Yeah, and even from, I guess, an optometry aspect, I'm, we'll have to go on there to see if they mention vision or anything. Is I would say maybe a fourth of our patients we see have a headache that's related to their vision, binocular vision dysfunction, whether it's eye focusing or eye teaming. Um, and obviously some of the patients we see that have suffered a traumatic brain injury and have difficulty processing central and peripheral visual information or the uh, or feel overwhelmed and uh, the flooding when they get into the supermarkets or, or busy areas. But yeah, that's, that's such a good resource. We'll definitely have to check that out. Definitely. There's a couple others, American Headache Society, they have great information as well. And then the eight, um, American Physical Therapy Association, they have information just specific to certain types of headaches. So not as broad, but good for the physical therapists and other healthcare providers and patients too. Okay, great. Well, it's certainly nice to have places we can refer patients because like yes. you said, certainly a lot of patients come in with headaches. So um, and we're not the professionals in that area, so it's good to have some resources we can send them to. And even for us now, we know yeah. Denise is a professional. We're close by, yeah. so that's good. Yeah, if anybody has any questions, I can talk all day about headaches. Okay, awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely put your uh, contact information, if that's okay, at the, the bottom oh, okay. of the podcast. And So if anybody listens to this and gets a wild hair and wants to reach out to you, that would be awesome. Definitely. Thank you. Well, we definitely thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Certainly headaches are... Like you said, um, probably more common than we realize, and it's nice to know that people don't have to just live with them or deal with them, and physical therapy certainly could be a um, treatment option that maybe patients haven't thought of or um, can, are now more educated on. Thank you so much for having me, and it's great to meet you too because you will be a great resource for patients as well. Awesome, yeah, very thankful for that. Looking forward to collaborating. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, and this is this has been another uh, Dynamic Duo podcast. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.